Hey there, welcome to the No Content Podcast. My name is Benjamin Pace. I hope you're having a wonderful uh, whatever month this is, because honestly, I don't I don't know when I'm going re- to release this. Today, I want to talk about being available. The title of this podcast is simply, I am available. I'm going to start out in uh, Psalm chapter 4, and uh, it says this in verse 3, but know that the Lord has set apart him that is godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call unto him. He said, know that the Lord has set apart him that is godly for himself. What does it mean to be set apart? It means to be reserved. It it means you are not used for other things. It means you're available. And being set apart, it means you are not joining the crowd in everything. It means you're standing alone in some things. It means you are doing things differently. You're going against the grain, you could say. And being set apart is not about being weird. It's not about being strange or hard to relate to. Um, Quite frankly, it has more to do with what you are available to and what you're not available for. And it has to do with how you get used. In Second Timothy, it talks about um, in a great house, there are vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor or common vessels and valuable vessels, or you could say fine china and paper plates. <laughs> and it talks about you cleansing yourself and you setting yourself apart, you consecrating yourself to the things of God. And it determines how you get used. It, it determines how the Lord's able to use you. In Isaiah 6, uh, verse 8, it says this. He, he's talking, and he said, Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I, send me. Those are some powerful words. Here am I, here I am, I'm here. I'm available for you to send. I'm not occupied. I'm not doing anything else. I'm not distracted. He, he's available to God. And, and he's used by God because he's available. I'm going to say this to you. God's not looking for ability. He's looking for availability. You know, um, there's a parable that Jesus told, I won't read the whole thing, but about a man who pre- prepared a marriage feast. And he had all these people who were invited guests. They, they had a reserved spot at the table at this wedding, and yet every one of them came up with an excuse not to be there. And, and one said, you know, I'm, I've got this going on. You know, one said, I just got married. I've got these things going on in my life. I can't make it. And there were all these empty spaces that were reserved for these people that they didn't get filled because these people weren't available. And so the Bible says that he went out and found the lepers and the beggars and the homeless people and brought them in and filled the feast with those people. Why? Because they weren't doing nothing. (laughs) They weren't otherwise occupied. They were available, you know. 
The Lord spoke to my heart a while back and said to me, Ben, I want you to become available to me again. I had been really caught up in a lot of things, you know, with with work and uh, just being really consumed with, you know, trying to make money and pay bills and do all this stuff. And, and I felt like the Lord really quickened to me, Ben, come away with me. I want you to become available to me again. Now, don't misunderstand me. I didn't quit my job. Those who don't work, don't eat. We're supposed to work. We're supposed to be diligent. But, you know, there are other things a lot of times that you can cut out to make time for God. And I felt like the Lord just started quickening this to me. Become available to me again. I want you to become available Now, what does that mean? What does available mean? What does it mean to be available? Well, literally speaking, there's a couple of definitions, and I'll I'll read them because, uh, you know, that's how we would find out what it means. Uh, One of the definitions of available means able to be used or obtained at someone's disposal. In other words, uh, you're not far, you're not out of reach, you're not hard to get a hold of, um, and you're able to be used, you're able to be called upon. Um, another definition means not otherwise occupied, <laughs> free to do something, not otherwise occupied, but it means you're free to be called on. It means you're easy to get a hold of. You're not already occupied or committed to something else. And, you know, some people say, well, God, you know, God never uses me in that thing, or he never tells me to do that, or he never leads me in this way. Well, Maybe he would if you were available. (laughs) I'm not accusing you of anything. I don't know who you are. But I'm just saying that in general. Maybe there's some things that God would use you and I in if we were available to him, if we were to make ourselves available. And, you know, this is true, whatever you want to apply it to. You know, there's some people that, you know, God uses in prayer. He uses in intercession uh, and praying for the sick and, and doing these different things because they simply make themselves available to do it. Lord, um, use me today. I'm available to you. If you'd have me pray for somebody at the gas station, if you'd have me pray for somebody in my closet, if you've had me pray in tongues for somebody that I, I don't even know or whatever, Lord, just I'm available to you. I'm available to you. I make myself available to you. And God can't make you available. You have to make yourself available to God. And, you know, some people want God to get involved in their life. (laughs) They want God to get involved in their finances, but they don't make room for him. And they're not available to him. Can I tell you a wonderful way you can make room in your finances for God? Tithing. Tithing is making room for God's blessing to get in your finances. Let, Let me say it to you like this. Tithing is reserving a space for financial grace. (laughs) It's saying, hey, this 10 plus percent, this is reserved for God and his things and whatever he'd lead me to do with it. And it's not available to anything else or anyone else. It's reserved. It's set aside. And what you're doing is you're reserving a space for God's financial grace to get in on your life. When you do that, you're making room for him. You're making that tithe available to God and to nothing else, to no one else. And of course, this is true with, you know, everything. You know, you also want to be available in God's leading with all of your finances. You want to be willing to give anything he tell you to give. But a lot of people just don't make themselves available to God. There's an old joke that says a lot of people, when they get baptized, they hold their wallet out of the water. But are you making that available to him? Are, are you available to God? Can he use that? Can he use you in that area? And he can only bless what he can use. Oh, come on. 
I, I didn't, that came right out of my, my heart. I didn't even mean to say that. God can only bless what is available to him. Whoo. Thank you, Lord. God can only bless what he can use. If God, if it's not available to God, if God can't get involved in it, if there's not space for God to get involved, then he can't bless it. People want God to get involved in their love life, but they make no room for God in that. They want God's blessing on their plan, on their agenda, and on their timing. That's never how it works with God. (laughs) People say, well, you know, you just need to choose, you know, a spouse and God will bless it. What Bible are you reading? (laughs) God's not that way with anything. In fact, you know, Bono once said this. He uh, he said, uh, we we don't need God to bless our agenda. He said, find out God's agenda because it's already blessed. You know, that's Bono talking, but it was, that's pretty good preaching there, Bono, Uh, you know. In other words, uh, God's saying, we're going to get this done with or without you. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm, you know. But you have to acknowledge God in whatever area you want him to be involved in. Uh, Proverbs 3, 6 says, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. In all your ways means in all your ways. And if you want God to bless any area of your life, if you want God to bless you, you've got to make that area of your life available to him. And you know, Availability can be uncomfortable sometimes. Availability means there's empty space. But the truth is it's not really empty, it's just reserved. We're going to get into this more here in just a minute. But you know, Psalm 16 tells us that God maintains our lot. Um, Other translations say He keeps our lot. You could say He reserves it. He reserves it. He puts a reserve sign on our inheritance that he has for us. The Bible talks about an inheritance reserved and, 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 and laid up for us. He puts a reserve sign on his inheritance for you. Let me say it to you like this. What God has for you, God has for you. In other words, he's got it. It's reserved. But the question is, are you reserved? Uh-oh. What God has for you is reserved, but are you reserved? God keeps your lot. He maintains your lot. It's like he puts a reserve sign on that seat at the table. But is there a reserve sign on you? Here's the thing. In order to be available to God, you have to be unavailable to other things. Uh-oh. You have to be set apart. Um, you know, there's, I have a friend who uh, I used to work for a ministry and, and a, a, some good friends of mine, a, a guy and his wife, you know, they were a part of that ministry. And one time I had this, this purity ring that I would wear. And it's not really a purity ring. It's got a scripture on it. And it's kind of just a, a reminder to me of my commitment to the Lord and some things. But one time um, this girl uh, looks at me and she said, you know, if you keep that ring on that finger, uh, no girl's going to think you're available. And any girl that talks to you, if she thinks that you're not available, is not the kind of girl you want to meet. (laughs) And I was like, that's a good point, Courtney. And I put it on the other finger, and it's been there ever since. I'm just using that as an example. God can't occupy that space if it's already occupied. And if you want something, you have to make room for it. And like I said, availability can be uncomfortable because it involves empty space. It's like a reserve sign on a seat. And you know, the flesh wants to fill space with temporary things. But God wants to fill those spaces with himself. He wants to fill those spaces with his promise and with expectation, expectation in him. He wants to fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
But the flesh likes to fill those spaces with temporary things. But the problem is, if that space is filled, it's not available. Uh, I just got out of this conference I was talking about. You know, at this conference, they have reserved seating. They have reserved seating. And those seats are reserved for certain people. Um, So let's say that there's a certain minister and that seat is reserved for him. Well, that minister doesn't have to walk in there and wonder where he's going to sit because there's already a seat for him. It's reserved. It's set apart for him. It's literally got his name on it. And, And see, when something's reserved, it's available to him when he needs it, and it's unavailable to anyone else. You see what I'm saying? It being reserved, that seat being reserved means it's available to that man and nobody else. And in order for something to be available to the right thing, it has to be unavailable to the wrong thing. You can't just want to fill space. You can't just want to fill that space with something. If it's reserved, if you want the right thing to fill that space, you have to make it unavailable to the wrong thing. And this is true with God, with our relationship with God. If we want to be filled with God and the things of God, we have to become unavailable to the world to occupy space in our life. It's not empty. It's just reserved. James 4 talks about how friendship with the world is enmity with God, and he gives more grace. So in other words, you have to vacate space for more grace. You have to vacate that space of friendship with the world so that he can pour his grace in that area. And he's a jealous God. It says that he, he, learn, he yearns jealously for that place in our life. And you have to vacate space for him. You know, uh, talking about seating and, and uh, reservation and things of that nature, I, I'm thinking about this um, in Luke 14. Um, it talks about going to a feast And uh, in verse 8, he says, When you are bidden of any man to a wedding, sit not down in the highest room, lest a more honorable man than you be bidden of him. And he that that called you and comes and says to you, Give this man place, and you begin with shame to take the lowest room. (laughs) In other words, that's not your seat. You're sitting in a seat that's not yours. That's reserved. He said, but when, when you are called, go and sit down in the lowest room. And when he calls you and, and you come, he may say to you, friend, go up higher. Then you'll have praise in the presence of them that sit at meat with him. I'm reading it in the King James there. He said, forever, who, whoever exalts himself will be abased and he that humbles himself will be exalted. In other words, that seat's reserved. You're trying to take a seat that's reserved and you're going to get embarrassed because you're going to be told to move. <laughs> Why? Because that seat is available to the person it's reserved for, not for you. But he said, if you take the lower seat, then if something gets occupied, if something gets free, you can get called up. This happened to me uh, recently. You know, I was I was in this meeting where there was some reserve seating, and I was sitting in the back. And I, I endeavor to always act out that verse in these kind of settings because I like to sit in the front, not because of any vain reason other than I like to not be distracted. I like to be focused. And um, But I was sitting in the back and, and uh, through the first night of this meeting, and then my friend who uh, had a reserve seat up in the front, his wife was not able to make it for the next two nights. And so he said, hey, friend, come up higher. <laughs> he said, hey, come sit by me. My wife can't make it. Come sit in this seat. And what was cool about it is that 
uh, that space got vacated and I was able to occupy it. And there's a whole principle in that about humility and not, not trying to exalt yourself. But the point is, if it's reserved, it's not available. If it's reserved, it's not available. Is it reserved or is it not? Is it available or is it not? Uh, God wants a rich, romantic relationship with you, but are you available? Is God having to compete for your heart? <laughs> are you still flirting with the world to fill the empty spaces? Is your time occupied in other things? Let me say it to you like this. Is sleeping in occupying time that should be spent with him in the morning? Are you available to him? Are, are you willing to be available, to become available to him? Are you reserved? Are you set apart for him? God has an inheritance that's reserved for you, but are you reserved for him? And availability, you know, uh, it doesn't mean just sitting around doing nothing. It doesn't mean I'm just goofing off and, and just, well, whenever God calls on me, I guess I'll do something. That's not what I mean. It simply means, God, I'm set apart for your things. I'm reserved for you. This seat is taken. This seat, the throne of my heart is taken. I'm not going to serve other things. I'm not going to serve mammon. Jesus said you cannot serve God and mammon. You know, money is a, is a really great servant, but it makes a horrible master. And you can't be serving God and be available to God and always jump and run at the beck and call of money or the need for money. Uh-oh. Listen, if, if the demand and the need for money makes you jump and run, you're serving that. If money can call on your name at any time, if you're always at the disposal of financial need, then that's what you're serving. And you can either be available to God or you can be available to the master of mammon. And don't misunderstand me. We all need money. We all need to work. We're supposed to do that. But who's your master? And if you never have time for God, if you never have time for the things of God, if you never have time to spend with God in the mornings or at night, if you never have time to be a part of church services and things that are going on that are anointed, that are feeding you, who's your master? Who's your master? The Bible says you will remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant with you. Like I said earlier about tithing, tithing is making space for financial grace. <laughs> it's it's saying, "Hey, I'm going to I'm going to I'm not using this 10%. I'm making this available to you, God, and I'm letting you into my finances. I'm making it available to you." But are you available? Are you available? Is is there a reserve sign on you? There are some times that you might have to say no to some things. And you might want to say yes to some things because you want to fill that space. There are some times you may have to say no to some things you get invited to because you know your time is set apart and reserved, especially if it cuts into your time with God or it cuts into your time with something else you're supposed to be doing that is the things of God or serving God. There's some times you might have to say, sorry, that seat's taken. I'm sorry, that, that space is taken. That time is already reserved. Why? It's available to God and it's unavailable to anything else. That's what it means to be set apart. That's what it means to be reserved, to be consecrated. 
And you know, a big part of being available to God is being led by the Spirit. I'm going to give you an example of this before I close here. Being led by the Spirit is a big part of being available to God. In Acts 15, verse 32, it's talking about Silas. And this is before he joined Paul. And it says that Silas and Judas, themselves being prophets, also exhorted and strengthened the brethren with many words. And after they had stayed there for a time, there they sent back with greetings from the brethren to the apostles. However, it seemed good to Silas to remain there. Did you know the whole book of Luke was written because it seemed good? Luke said, it seemed good for me to write this book. He said that in the first chapter. There's a lot of things that the Spirit will lead you in what just seems good to your spirit. And it seemed good for him to stay there, to remain there. He didn't know why. Maybe people thought it was silly of him. Why are you still there? Why are you still at that job? Why are you still at that church? Why are you still helping them? Why are you still doing this? Why are you remaining there? There's nothing there for you. Reminds me of Ruth and Naomi. Ruth is, I'm sorry, Naomi was like, why are you still with me? Why are you still faithful to me? Why are you still loyal to me? There's no natural incentive for that. There's no natural reason for that. Why are you remaining here? Because it seems good. That's why. It seems good to be faithful here. It seems good to remain here. seems good to stay at this job even though they haven't given me a raise in however many years. It just seems good. And Paul and Barnabas, it says, also remained in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord, with many others also. Then after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, Let us now go back and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Now Barnabas was determined to take with them John called Mark. But Paul insisted that they should not take with them the one who had departed from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. Why does Paul not want to take John, this particular John, who's called Mark? Let's call him John Mark. Why did Paul not want to take John Mark? Because when they needed him, he wasn't available. Oh, come on. He was otherwise occupied when they needed him. When they called on him to go with them to the work, He was otherwise occupied. He departed from them. He was unavailable. And that's why Paul said, no, we're not taking him. We're not using him. We can't use him. And him and Barnabas got into a contention so sharp that they parted from each other. I heard one Greek scholar say that that there's an implication in the language that they may have even gotten into a fist fight. (laughs) Which is funny to me, because here you got these two ministers who, you know, this is the Apostle Paul we're talking about. And you know, he had flesh too. They had flesh too. So they're, they're done. They, they departed from each other. And it says, Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus. But watch this. Paul chose Silas and departed, being commended by the brethren to the grace of God. He chose Silas. Why? Because Silas was available. Silas put a reserve sign on his time and on himself. And he said, it seems good to remain here. I'm available if you need me. I'm at your disposal. I'm, I'm, I'm available to you and to nothing else. And because of that, Silas got to have a part in the ministry of the Apostle Paul because he was available. Like I said, God will choose you because of your availability over your ability. And Silas was chosen 
because he was simply available. And like I said, you have to be led to be available. You have to be led by the Spirit to be available. There are times God would say, don't do that today. Or don't make any plans today. There's times he would have you wait on him and just be available. Now, I'm not talking about being idle and sitting on the couch and eating potato chips and playing Halo 3. I'm talking about waiting on the Lord, being available to him and setting yourself apart to him. And I think some people have gotten the idea that faithfulness is always being busy and always being involved in every single thing. And, and you know, sometimes faithfulness is just availability, <laughs> Sometimes faithfulness is just having the ability to be called on and letting people know, hey, if I'm here if you need me, and meaning it. It means you actually are there for them when you need them, when they need you, excuse me. You're actually there for them. You actually show up when they call on you. Now, if you say, oh, I'm available, I'm available, but then they call you and you're never available, well, you're not available. No, availability means you're at you're at God's disposal. You're at the disposal of the people he tells you to be available to. And you're willing to, to reserve some space for God. You're willing to reserve some space and say, hey, this is available to God and nobody else. This is available to what God tells me to do and nobody else. This is available for God's best for me and nobody else. And that can be uncomfortable because it's empty space. But it's availability. And availability is what gets used by God. And, and in order to do this, you know, you've got to throw out your agenda. You've got to be willing to get rid of your agenda and your things and what you think you want and your plans. And you just simply have to say, Lord, here I am. Send me. Use me. I'm available to you. Being set apart and being consecrated means you're available to God and you're not available to anything else or anyone else, that's not from God. That's not of God. You know, just because uh, somebody's interested in you doesn't mean you're supposed to date them. <laughs> uh, just because somebody shows you attention uh, doesn't mean you're supposed to marry them. Uh, just because somebody wants you to work for them doesn't mean you're necessarily supposed to take that job. Just because a certain church or internship thing wants you because they saw how many followers you had on Instagram and they want and they think you dress cool. They want you to be a part of their thing because they think you're going to help bring in people to their thing. You got to be led. Where has God joined you? Where he's called you? You need to be available to God and to nobody else. Available to where God leads you and to no one else. Silas was available to Paul because he was waiting on the Lord. He was available to him. So I just want to encourage you today. Are you available? And if you are, if you want to be, then pray this prayer with me. Simply here I am, Lord. Use me. Send me. This has been the No Content Podcast. My name is Benjamin Pace.